Hey everybody, welcome to this week's Real Estate of Life with Kevin Riles. How do you get seller leads to either flip or to buy and hold? That's the question I get most often. So this week we're going to talk about different methods of getting seller leads uh, to be able to purchase property. So I can't wait for you to hear this one. DJ, hit that music please. Support for this program comes from the Digital Broadcasting Network, presenting podcasts and web series from everyday people who have an extraordinary passion to make the world a better place. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's Real Estate of Life with Kevin Riles. This is your boy Kevin Riles coming to you from the worldwide headquarters of Kevin Riles Commercial out here in Fort Bend County, Missouri City, Texas. I want to thank uh, Mr. Producer for doing mobile this week. You guys see I've been oscillating between online, mobile, uh, I haven't been in the studios in a while. I know the studio misses me, but uh, this has been uh, uber convenient, so I, I appreciate Mr. Producer uh, for doing that. And so uh, with that, I uh, wanted to talk about this week's episode, and this week's episode is going to be on finding seller leads for flipping or finding seller leads for uh, buy and hold. You know I'm not a big flipping person, but I know there are people out there uh, that are. And I got this question the other night at a reception, how do I get into uh, real estate or how do I find leads uh, that are not on the MLS for properties to buy? And so that kind of stuck in my mind as a possible subject to talk about uh, here. And so, and I get that quite a bit, of course, as a broker, we make money on selling property. So of course we want you guys to come through us, but I do realize that there are uh, other mechanisms and ways uh, for you to be able to find uh, information. And so uh, I guess the first question some may have, depending on where you are in this whole real estate uh, investment cycle, is uh, why would you want to try to find leads outside of publicly available information? When I say publicly available, I mean your local MLS, Zillow, uh, Homes.com, uh, Realtor.com, and things of that nature. And by the way, you can find deals on, on those if you know how to look and where to look, and maybe we'll go over that at a, at a different time in more detail. Uh, but um, you know, as far as you wanting to be able to find potential seller leads, why do you want to find those leads? Well, sometimes you can find uh, properties or better deals before they hit the quote unquote market, right? I know go, for those of you that are regular listeners, I did a podcast uh, last year uh, about off market deals. Uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm actually raised the, the, the microphone to say off market deals. Uh, and everyone calls my office and the joke behind that for those of you who haven't listened to the episode is when people call me They'll actually start whispering. Hey, you have any off-market deals? Uh, and what they're really asking for is do you have any deals that haven't hit the market that I won't have to compete with other buyers uh, to find and so with that being said uh, you know uh, the 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 answer to that question is typically no because I'm usually paid to market uh, property, but every once in a while I do have a deal that I'm in the process of getting and right matter of fact right now I have a uh, 20 unit apartment complex that I'm about to list. I'm waiting for information from the seller on it And so t technically I have the listing agreement. It is not on the market uh, so there is a sometimes a waiting period between when you put it up on the market and uh, identifying uh, potential buyers, but with that being said the reason that you look for uh, either off-market deals or outside of a broker is that sometimes competition for a potential deal will drive up the price uh, sometimes uh, it is some people are reluctant to deal with real estate brokers for whatever reason if you had a bad experience or they have uh, in my opinion wrong assumptions about you know what we do uh, and then sometimes people don't know they want to sell until you actually talk to them 
Uh, I, I've got many listings like that where people are like, hey, I wasn't thinking about selling, but you called me and uh, yeah, I'll be interested. And so, uh, you know, I wish I could call everyone that's interested in selling today and, and have them list with me, but that's just not, that's physically impossible. So with that being said, those are the reasons why you uh, look for off-market leads or leads outside of kind of the normal um, scope. And so how do you find seller leads uh, outside of the MLS or for those that are interested in commercial LoopNet and Comgate uh, and all the other apartmentbuilders.com, uh, apartmentbuildings, I'm sorry.com, things of that nature. How do you find that information? And the way you find that information is first and foremost, networking, right? So point number one is networking. Believe it or not, if you go around and talk to people that you know, uh, or go to networking events and just say, hey, I'm a real estate investor, I'm getting into real estate, I'm looking for properties to buy. Do you know of any pro anyone looking to sell their property? That simple question can lead to deals, right? Uh, and it doesn't have to be a, a, a real estate networking event, it could be a gala, it could be a banquet, it could be a family reunion, uh, but if you make, make it known that, hey, I'm uh, looking for real estate to buy, I buy properties, it's almost like the mantra for a well-known um, uh, real estate investment company that most people know the slogan is, we buy ugly houses. Well, that's the beginning of a conversation. Hey, I'm a real estate investor. I'm looking for you know houses. I don't care what type of condition they're in, or I'm looking for property. I don't care what type of condition they're in. Uh, just by letting people know at work, at home, at church, uh, uh, wherever you are that you're looking. So networking is, is really one of the main ways to be able to do that. And when I say networking also, I also mean, think about the people that might know that information like CPAs, your CPA, uh, your attorneys, your, your trades, your plumbers, your roofers, things of that nature. They're always out there working on properties uh, and so they may know someone, hey man, I'm fixing this roof so I can sell this property. Or, hey, I just did a big plumbing job and they're doing that but and, and, and not gonna be able to finish the job. So this might be an opportunity to be able to, uh, uh, to do that. So again, networking is your number one, uh, number one way, right? Number two uh, is referrals, right? Again, kind of goes with networking, but uh, just, hey, if you've just done a deal, then again, all those trades, all those people, all those title people, the loan folks, things of that nature may be uh, ways to be able to find uh, uh, deals as well. I get people in all the time that refer, uh, were referred uh, to me. Uh, and so referrals is how I get business, but it's also how you can find a potential uh, opportunity. Uh, and then uh, the other one that I want to spend just a little bit more time on uh, today is uh, direct mail. So when I say direct mail, I mean old school, actually putting a stamp on something and sending it out and going to this thing called a post office. I know a lot of us don't do that in this online world. We email, we pay our bills online, and when we sort our mail, we sort it over the trash can because for the most part, uh, most of the stuff is advertisement. But with that being said, you will be surprised how well direct mail works in finding seller leads. I will be honest with you, I'm giving you a little bit of my secret sauces. Majority of my multifamily listings I get from my letter campaigns. I send out actual letters uh, to property owners just asking them a simple question. Hey, I'm a multifamily broker uh, and I sell apartment complexes and are you interested in selling? And um, I typically get a really relatively decent return on that spend uh, for direct mail. And I send them out every 60 to 90 days. So 
Um, so if you do direct mail, I wouldn't suggest doing it like me. I send out almost 4,200 pieces when I send out, and that's, that's a lot. Um, but what I uh, will tell you is that if you're doing direct mail, you should um, look at certain zip codes or certain very select neighborhoods and things of that nature where you can pull data and really concentrate on street by street or area by area. Uh, doing the mass blast um, works in what I do, um, but sometimes doesn't work when you're trying to be specific as to filing settle leads because when people call you, depending on what your letter or your postcard or whatever you use says, they're expecting you to know information about their property. And if you send out that many, then you're not going to know 4,200 uh, properties. So what, how, how do you do direct mail? Uh, how do you get your information? So again, you pick an area, so wh whatever that area, or you pick a street, uh, or you can drive around literally and say, you know what? These are the 20 houses I pass by, the 20 properties I pass by uh, that I'm interested in. And in Texas, at least, I'm not sure in other, other municipalities or outside of the state of Texas, uh, tax records are public knowledge. And so you therefore can uh, pull people's tax records and see where their tax bills go and send a letter uh, there. Um, and so I, I have the ability, at least in our MLS system, to pull tax records and pull them into an Excel spreadsheet. And I do what's called a mail merge. And I'm making this a technical podcast, but I mail merge the letter to say, hey, dear Kevin, uh, comma, and then I mail merge their address that I'm interested in. Are you interested in selling X address? Right? And so I use letters. Uh, I have a watermark on there that is my signature and I use color. Uh, so I really try to make my letters look like I uh, actually typed them out and, and wrote them. Um, but if you don't have the time to do that or don't feel comfortable, there are other resources uh, out there. Um, there is a, a company called Yellow Letter. Uh, in fact, hold on, let me, what is it? It's yellowletter.com. Uh, I'm actually in my office today. I'm looking at my computer. Um, and so uh, it's yellow letters, I'm sorry, yellowletters.com, yellow, yellowletters.com. Uh, and what they will do is they will send out letters on your behalf that are on yellow paper that are handwritten, look handwritten, uh, so that it has a more of a personal feel. The idea being if it looks handwritten, then people are more opt to, uh, to open it. And so what you're saying in these letters is you're not saying anything nefarious or bad. I'm, I'm a real estate investor. I'm interested in your property at 123 ABC Street. Uh, and uh, if you uh, like to make your offer on it, and uh, please give me a call. That's it, right? Uh, for the most part, there are other versions of that uh, as far as how you say that, but essentially that's it. And what you're hoping for is leads, right? Because at the end of the day, you're a real estate investor. You're you are in the lead generation business. You're trying to generate leads so that uh, you and you so trying to generate leads so that you can get opportunities to purchase and renovate and flip, or purchase, renovate, and hold. Uh, and so, therefore. Generating these leads come from a multitude of sources. I will tell you now that there's no one source where you get all your leads. It comes from networking, comes from referrals, it comes from direct mail. Uh, so, but direct mail is a good piece. Now, you, the, some people are reluctant to do direct mail because there's a cost associated with it. It costs the mail uh, stuff out. But it's a comparative to the opportunity, uh, if, especially if you pick the right properties and pick the right area, for you to be able to purchase, um, the, the cost is, is minimal. Uh, and I would say the cost for the most part is usually plus or minus a dollar a piece, depending on what you're sending. It's probably minus a dollar a piece if you're sending postcards, which I don't think are as effective. 
uh, uh, but letters I really do think are, uh, are, are really effective. And so if you're looking for leads, using a company like yellowletters.com where you upload a list to them and they do all the work for you with your contact information, uh, I think is a good source for those of you that may be a little busy and can't do it. I've met a guy recently who uh, on the commercial side where he write, he hand writes his letters to uh, potential uh, deals. He feels better, but he's only looking at maybe 25 to 50 deals at any given time. And so he feels like, hey, if I hand write it, I've done the research and I know this particular property. So when they call me about 123 ABC Street, I know what they're talking about because I've already done the research. So it really, but he's looking at much higher priced properties where there are not as many of them. If you're looking at homes, uh, then you could, you know, kind of, <laughs> it would take you a while to write a hundred letters, right? So, uh, but it's whatever mechanism uh, you decide uh, to do, uh, is it, it's important to realize that direct mail usually takes about five to six mailings before someone even honestly notices it. Uh, and then uh, and maybe another three or four mailings before they even respond. So there's no one hit or quitter as far as sending out a direct mail, you know, a hundred pieces and all of a sudden, oh, you know, I'm gonna get 50 people to call me back. No, I send out 4,200 pieces. I'm, I'm doing well if I get seven or eight phone calls. That's how, what, what my return is. And you can see that's, a, that's less than uh, 1%. Uh, so with that being said, uh, I know that I have to do that over and over again. And I've gotten listings and deals happen where I've been sending out for a year and a half and finally, hey, you know, I've been getting your letters, you know, since uh, uh, October of 2015 and I finally decided to sell, so I'm finally calling you. So if you're gonna do direct mail, you have to be consistent with it. And not saying you have to do it every month or every week or anything of that nature, but you need to set a time frame where you're gonna, what in, in, in doing it, expeditiously and doing it consistently uh, and then being consistent in your message. Uh, even if you change the message around, you wanna be consistent. I have four letters that I send out. I send out the same four letters. The beginning of the year, letter one, second quarter, letter two, third quarter, letter three, fourth quarter, letter four, and then I start over in the next year. One, two, three, four, right? I change them around. They all are basically saying the same thing, but just in, in a different way. Uh, and so, uh, again, give me some of the secret sauce as to being able to find uh, seller leads. The reason I'm spending a little bit more time on direct mail is because essentially um, that is one of the few things that people still do. People still open their mail. People still open it because people still get bills and still important information via regular mail. People, I don't know if you like, uh, if you like me before we logged on. Uh, to take this, I have, which is bad, I have like 42,000 unread emails. 42,000, not 4,200, 42,000. That's how much I get in emails. Uh, and so finding people's emails and sending them, they may or may not get it, but direct mail has now, to me, become a better source of uh, particular leads. And then there's social media as, try, as far as trying to find people. If you know of a particular property and you find out who the owner is, trying to find them through uh, the social media, either Facebook or LinkedIn and things of that nature is a way as well. But again, I think direct mail is, is, is a way. So what we've talked about today uh, is how to find seller leads. So you have referrals uh, is one way. Again, I think the best one of the best ways is, is old school networking. I've even had people in the old school networking create business cards that say, hi, I'm a real estate investor. I'm always looking for deals. And they pass those business cards out. So you just never know uh, what happens. Uh, when, it, when it comes to that. And then, of course, direct mail. Uh, direct mail is 
uh, awesome way uh, to do it. And you know what, and as a bonus, I, I would say that the other best way is to do old school driving around. Uh, you know, I was driving through a neighborhood yesterday uh, and just the way my mind is trained, I can kind of tell when a property is looking like it's out of place. And what I mean by that is that the, if the grass has grown up, uh, if the mail is stuffed into the mailbox and, and nobody's been picking out the mail, that might be a distress uh, situation. So what I would normally do is I would stop, write down the address, go back to the tax records to find out who owns the property. Oh, Kevin Riles owns the property. Here's his address. Let me Google Kevin Riles and see if I can find a phone number. If I can't find a phone number, then I would sit down and write a letter. Uh, hey, I'm interested. I passed by your property on 123 ABC Street. Um, I was interested in it, uh, buying it, and I would send it out. Uh, and then after that, I would go knock the door and see if someone uh, lives there. So again, these are ways. Real estate investment is still a job. A lot of people see HGTV and see all these other things and think, oh, you know, uh, I just go to the auction or I can do this. You have to do all of those things at the same time uh, to be able to find opportunities, uh, especially off-market opportunities. Uh, and so it's important that you realize there's, there's no one way to do it that you actually have to be doing all of this. So I just recommend if you guys, when I get these calls in or I'm out in networking situations and people say, how do I find deals? Obviously brokers are a source of deals as well. Having relationships, and when I say relationships, you know, the call that I get is, hey, Kevin, uh, do you have any deals? Like as if I have in my desk right here, just, you know, 15 deals just waiting for buyers to call me. Uh, I may or may not have deals at, at the time, but having a relationship with someone, when I say relationship, like we've, you know, talked before, we've had lunch, you know, I know what your interests are, like an actual relationship does put those clients at the top of my mind when something comes across my desk, whether I have the listing or I see another broker's listing, say, oh, you know what, um, John might be interested in this because we've had a relationship. The whole calling brokers, I get people take these classes and they'll call, and they'll call me with this script and the script is, hey Kevin, how you doing? My name is uh, Sue Smith. Hey Sue, how are you doing? Great, Kevin, I'm a real estate investor and I just was calling to let you know that I have $200,000 in capital and I'm looking to invest and I just wanna uh, know, how can I get on your list to, be the, to get the best deals? Not by not calling me with that script is, is the answer. <laughs> uh, uh, the answer is, hey, Kevin, uh, I'm a real estate investor looking to get in real estate or I have this money. Let's meet. Let's talk. Uh, and, you know, what are you interested in? So I, so that we can develop a relationship. The whole script thing that they teach y'all in these classes, at least for me as a broker, uh, uh, doesn't work because at the end of the day, my job is to sell a property. And I want to have some assurance that if I bring you an off-market deal or a deal that you have the highest ability to be able to close. And highest ability to be able to close is not just the fact that you sent me a proof of funds with $2 million in it. It's me knowing your capabilities as a real estate investor, how serious you are, are you difficult as far as to deal with. Uh, all of those things are important to me as far as me giving you a quote-unquote uh, off-market deal. So these are some of the things that are important to brokers. And again, they're still a good source of uh, real estate um, seller leads and things of that nature. But if you want to go outside of just brokers, then I would, again, add the things that I'm talking about. So with that being said, that is this week's Real Estate of Life. Didn't go uh, too long, um, but I hope this helps someone trying to find those off-market deals and seller leads. Uh, and we will see you next week. Do you have questions about any of the topics I'm talking about? If you have questions, let me know. 
email me at kevin at kevinriles.com. Again, that's kevin at kevinriles.com. I'm going to do a podcast just on the questions uh, that you guys are sending me. So feel free to send them to me. Again, that's kevin at kevinriles.com. 